Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures and learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. Iron ore rose $9.99 or 19% to $63.74 a ton, according to a price index compiled by Metal Bulletin. And that's the biggest one-day gain on record. Futures this morning, meanwhile, are lower with S&P E-mini futures down 6 and a half points. Dow E-mini futures down 35 and NASDAQ E-mini futures down 17 and a half. DAX in Germany is down 9 tenths percent. Ten-year Treasury down 7.30 seconds. The yield 1.89 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 1.9 percent or 69 cents to 36.62 a barrel. COMEX gold is little changed up 30 cents to 12.71 an ounce. The euro $1.0965 and the yen 113.56. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Musco, thank you very much. Well, for the year, stocks overall down more than 2%, the Dow and S&P 500. NASDAQ stocks down almost 6% still in spite of the rally that we have seen over the last couple of weeks. And then today, the future's suggesting a lower day ahead. Jim Paulson is Chief Investment Strategist at Wells Capital Management. Uh, Jim, uh, we have not had a great uh, earnings season for the fourth quarter, and the forecasts are for the next couple quarters, companies are still going to be struggling to make money, particularly on the top line. What do you do uh, if if you're an investor? You're down for the year already. Uh, do you take a chance that things come back, or do you want to be sidelined for a while and see where the central banks, the political campaigns, the threats to Europe take us? Yeah. Um, well, I've had a I've had a target price this year since year end at 2050. Basically, we end the year where we started it uh, again, Mike. And but I have had also a range from 1800 to 2200 on the S&P 500. I think we might see that full range. I think we saw 1800. I think we might still see 2200. Um, my guess is that uh, economic data is improving. Um, it will not only back away from recession fears. We'll, we'll maybe get to the point to where we embrace an idea of a synchronized bounce globally. And there could be some excitement that might take us up to the old highs and, and maybe slightly above sometime this year yet. Um, I, I think, though, if once we do that, we may come back very quickly to the concern about inflation and cost push pressures and how fast the Fed has to raise rates and how much yeah. the 10-year yield go, and it might bring us back by year end to that unchanged level. One thing I would do is I would I would manage domestically to that unchanged level of 2050 year end, uh, uh, my portfolio exposure. But I think the outside the United States has a different investment pictures. If they get a bounce in growth uh, internationally, I don't think they're going to face imminent rate pressures like we will here in the United States. So I would take this opportunity to remain invested in stocks, but to move more increasingly outside of the United States. You know, Friday I was thinking, you know, Jim Paulson's on Monday Cool. Explain to me the certitude that wage growth of some nominal, minimal amount 
affects the income statement of a multinational. I don't buy, you know, I never give my opinion, folks, but nowhere do I see that in the literature. Can we just assume wage growth means less, you know, challenges on the income statement and less operating income EBITDA and down to the gap in net income? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I do think, I, I do think, Tom, that, you know, for the first time in this recovery, you know, companies may start to face cost push pressures. I don't think it's just going to be wages, though. I also think it's going to be, you know, interest rates and raw materials and, and, and the like. Um, you know, one of the most interesting things, fascinating things about, you know, people are so focused on oil going up right now, for example. But if you look at raw industrial commodity prices, look at the CRB raw industrials or even the S&P Goldman Sachs industrial, they're making their biggest upward move since the collapse in oil started in mid-2004. So I, I think it's going to be a general interest rate, labor cost, materials cost sort of pressure on margins that we haven't seen uh, in this recovery because we really yeah. haven't been in full employment. Again, if I look offshore, though, if I look in Europe, Japan, a lot of the emerging world companies, they're at an earlier point of their earnings cycle, just like they're at an earlier point of their economic recoveries. And because of that, they don't have maximum profit margins by historic standards. And they probably will not feel the pressure that U.S. companies are going to feel in that regard. Uh, Jim Paulson, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Wells Capital Management getting us started on a Monday here um, as we look at a better economy. Uh, the jobs report. Mike, I, I wanted to take some time here to summarize. You remember the jobs report when the unemployment rate was like 9.2 percent? Mm-hmm. And we'd all go hysterical if it went up or down a little bit. Now we're at a point which is surreal. And I think the data is after three days of thinking about it, as you and I do 24-7, what was your observation? Mine is we almost got to 300,000 jobs with the revision. It was a terrific report. It was a good report on the headline. The problem is the wage numbers, and we don't yeah. know. And all at the same time, the hours work went down. We don't know exactly why that is. We're going to have to wait and see. But it is true that... Jobs, we have been adding jobs in this country for 72 months. And, and you keep talking about, you were way out in front of this on a tighter labor market within the job economy. I noticed the augmented rate came in and other rates came in as well. I mean, it, it, it may be a lot longer than any of us wanted, but you begin to think Dean Mackey's not crazy, a 0.72 with his 4.0% unemployment rate call. Well, a lot of people, uh, I mean, if you keep adding jobs at, jobs at this rate, you're going to get there. I mean, just yeah. mathematically. Um, yeah. But uh, it would be interesting to see the follow-on of yeah. inflation. Whether you're, you're, does the IV hurt? I mean, I like that you've got the IV poll next to you. You're being medicated this yes. morning. Peyton Manning. This is, is on during our show, right? Us. Peyton Manning is retiring officially today. Um, but it's good. I think the best uh, line uh, was uh, uh, somebody who told me over the weekend, it's good he didn't sign with some other team just to play for another year because yeah. now, now he goes out with, wasn't he the greatest instead of, isn't yeah. that sad? Moment of silence as well for Dwight Evans, who did the same courageous thing with the Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. a few years ago. Peyton, uh, Mr. McKee, for the many emails I've gotten, yes, Mr. McKee is gently sedated as we go through the show as he waits for the retirement of his Peyton Manning. Futures negative 7, Dow Futures negative 37. We have a terrific book in the show today, From Silk to Silicon. Jeff Garten will join us in a bit. Bloomberg Surveillance. 
Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Land Rover. Adventures yours for the taking. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special lease and financing offers. Land Rover, above and beyond.